Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. There is a natural life which we are all born into when we came out of our mother's womb. But there is another kind of life that you only, you only access when you are born again. Jesus said that which is born of the flesh is of the flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is of the spirit. The day you got born again, you were born into eternal life. And to be born into eternal life is to be born into the life of Christ. Say amen. Now, when you are born into that life, the Bible says you are called to lay hold. It says lay hold on eternal life, thereunto thou art called. That means you are called to function, to operate by eternal life. This world is, a, is, is plagued with debt. Outside Christ is debt. But we've been called to the life of Christ. So we are to lay hold on that life in order to function, in order to live. That's what you're called to do. You're called to lay hold. The, the good fight of faith is laying hold on eternal life. Leveraging on the life that you have. And we said this eternal life it's another word for the union we share with Christ. Because the day you got born again, you became one with his life. And that union is often referred to in the epistle as in Christ. Everybody say in Christ. That word in means a union, a oneness that came into being or birth the day you got born again. Everybody say oneness. Oneness. Say oneness. A union, a oneness. Say I am one spirit with Christ. Say it seven times. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Now, when you say you are one spirit, it means you belong to him. He's your source. He's your life. Let me put it another way. Acts 17. In him... We live, we move, and we have our being. So everything about your life from the day you got born again is defined in Christ. Outside Christ, you have no existence. Everything about your life is defined in what? In Christ. You've been called to lay hold on eternal life. Not just to possess it, but to lay hold on it. And the good fight of faith is engaging and leveraging on eternal life because that is your advantage in the good fight of faith. That's what makes it a good fight. And he explains how we do that in the next statement in 1 Timothy 6 12. He said, Lay hold on eternal life, thereunto thou art called, and hast professed. That word profess means to acknowledge. How do you acknowledge? You say what he has said. Acknowledge a good profession or a good confession. I've told you the word confession is from a Greek word called homologio, which means homo and logio. Means, homo means the same as, logio means to speak. 
So homologio means to say what he has said. Not to say what you think. Not to say what you feel. Not to say what you see. Not to say what is happening. But to say what he has said. So in this spiritual warfare, your advantage is saying what he has said. If you are not doing that, you are not winning. You are conceding even though God has declared you a victor. And we said there are two supply sources for what we say. What is the first source? Everybody say the written scripture. Lift up your Bible. Say, my Bible is the first source for what I say. And Jesus demonstrated that to us. It is what? Written. Is that not what he said? When he was dealing with it, what did he do? It is written. If he did not know what is written, he wouldn't have quoted it. That's the first source. Then the next source for what we say is the inspiration of what? The Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Ghost, they just quote the scripture. So they just tell you, say, peace. When the Holy Ghost tells you to say, then that word is not just your word. It is spirit-inspired word. Say, I hear you. Yeah. Glory be to God. Are we together? Come on, say amen. Are you still here? Go to Philemon 1 verse 6 to further highlight what we say in spiritual warfare. You want to win? You're already a winner. If you want to enforce victory, so we're not fighting to win. We already won in Christ. Jesus gave us victory 2,000 years ago. So in spiritual warfare, what does it mean to profess a good profession or to confess a good confession according to 1 Timothy 6.12? Let's go to Philemon 1 and verse 6. Just one chapter. This week five, we're reading five chapters of the Bible every day. So we're reading almost six books or so, or seven. So make sure you are part of it. We're reading from Ephesians to Titus. All right? Philemon or Philemon, Philemon, anyone, provided this is your Bible. One verse six, are you there? Please learn, learn. Your advantage is in your humility to learn and engage. When you're in church, make sure you're paying attention. You're doing what you've been instructed, so you're learning. All right. Philemon 1 verse 6. Are we there? What did he say? That the communication, the word communicate means engage. The communication of your faith. Everybody say communication. Communication, it's not just only what you say. It's the substance behind what you say. Ask your neighbor, how is the communication of your faith? Ask your neighbor, how is the communication of your faith? I'm making a very important point here. Ask your neighbor, say, is it effective? Say out again to somebody, say, how is the communication of your faith? How many of you know that the communication of Jesus' faith was effective? Is that not true? You know why? Because he always spoke what the father said. Are you paying attention? No chit chat to pay attention. The reason why the communication of Jesus' faith was effective was because he was always saying what the Father wanted him to say. The communication of your faith is only effectual when you are saying what you are supposed to say. Have you not noticed how Jesus spoke when situation came? He got into the house of Jairus. And watch this. 
uh, uh, just a few pole to the house. Somebody comes from the house. Hey, master, don't trouble the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. I, I said something in the first service, and I want to repeat that. And please pay attention. Darkness is always speaking. What did I say? It's always speaking. L let me prove that to you. Go to Psalm 74, verse 20. Psalm 74, verse 20. Psalm 74, verse 20. Hallelujah. Darkness is always speaking. Every time you hear bad news, that's darkness speaking. On the television, and our social media even makes it easier to hear now. You can just get a flip. Or a, a spyware. What, there's, a, there's a particular name for it, I can't remember. But it will come like just a, a, a buzzer. Just a flip of a news. It's, it's seven people killed. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you just type one of the newspaper, Vanguard, Punch, um, or The Nation, or whatever you read. Then you'll see seven people killed yesterday. Two policemen killed. Two soldiers killed. Four kidnapped. Yeah. Naira, 710 Naira to $1. You say, hey. The next thing you hear, I, I, I saw in the paper yesterday, when I was done preparing, I just checked the paper because I wanted to know what was going on so I know how to start talking to the nation. And, and a woman who they just packed to Abuja, the husband traveled, I wasn't around. She was sleeping in the house. Next thing, her door to her bedroom and the wall to the window just fell. About 30 armed robbers entered the house. 30. 30 hungry looking men. She jumped up and like, what's going on? What's happening? Because you can imagine you were sleeping next to the wall. Walk back up. When you read that one, darkness is talking. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many of you will enter taxi. Somebody will say one thing. Darkness is always speaking. And if you must be a stupid believer to keep your mouth shut. In the midst of all this nonsense, you just, you just now, wow, what did they happen? Everywhere is hey, Jesus. Come, oh, come, oh. come, oh, quick, Jesus. You know, some people talk like that. Jesus, come quick, oh, so that this, all this trouble will go away. Eh? Which kind of wahala be this one? Then, then some will not say, I, don't, I should not stay in Nigeria. Who told you? Is it only Nigeria is happening? It's happening everywhere. People will say that this part of the country is safe. In the west, they are fighting. In the north, back, back, they are fighting. Is it not true? Is there anywhere evil is not? There's, there's evil. Darkness is not. So you that is light, what are you doing? Let me show you. Psalm 74 verse 20. Whether you like it or not, this is the reality that is going on. What did he say? Have respect unto the covenant. What is the covenant? The covenant is the provision that has made available for us in Christ. We have a new covenant in Christ. Romans, Hebrew 8, verse 6. A better covenant with Christ that is based upon better promises. You need to have respect for that covenant because that covenant ensures and guarantees your protection, your preservation, your provision, your prosperity, and your progress. If you have respect for it, you will be speaking the covenant. Otherwise, it gives you another reality that will be talking if you have no regard for your covenant. It says, for the dark that dark place is nowhere, there's no Nepal. The dark here is not talking about absence of Nepal light. The dark is talking about places where people who speak death 
prevails. Every, you, you will shock. Even in your office, there are people who their mouth is speaking dark things. So, but now, I just tire. I feel like dying. Oh, this country don't tire me. Bless me, person, just that. They are coming to prophesy darkness over. And you are like, say you don't understand. You never tire for this country. You never tire. Answer me now. You never tire. You never tire. They want you to conceive. And you think it's them. It's not them. It's the devil trying to spread darkness through words. Darkness is primarily words. Light is primarily words. Are you hearing me? If it gets dark, that's what you're saying. If it gets bright, that's what you are saying. For the dark places of the earth are full of the dwellings of cruelty. The only way to subdue darkness is light. And light comes when you speak light. Revelation. The entrance of my word giveth light and understanding to the simple. Many of you will just wake up one morning and you feel one each pain on your back. Or one spot. One spot will just appear on your leg. One small swelling. Say, I beg, you know, matter. Were you born with it? No. So what is it doing in your body? I don't know. I just hear more. If, 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 if I pinch me, from pinch, I call it pain me. For pain me, I call it draw me. From draw me, I'm not confident. You are watching something progress in your body. And you keep, darkness is trying to camp. First of all, they will try to camp. Then, as they are camping, they are looking at you. You didn't talk anything. Say no. Go call John. Come. Call all of them. Go bring our lady. Bring cousin. Bring uh, the whole family. Let them come. You know they talk. You know they talk. Yeah, you know they talk. Uh, <laughs> Where will you start? Now the leg. Enter the waist. From the waist. Bring more. Come. Enter the heart. When you hit the heart, we'll finish them. Because in case you don't know, demons, that's how they work. Jesus said when the spirit is cast out from a man, it goes through dry places. Anywhere spirit has operated, he claims it as his own, even though it's not his own. No. But if the owner is not talking, he will claim it. He will not, when he comes, uh, the assist, not to that, yeah. you never talk with, ah, call cousin, come, go call all of them for village. Obama will check here. They will come and he will bring seven more wicked spirits. You thought it was a pinch, this time it's heart attack. There here you are. Quiet. You will not talk. Just sit down. I've never seen some Christians that are so lazy. When they say pray, you will not pray. What do you think you are doing when they ask you to pray? What do you think you are doing when they say you should confess the word? It is state your ground. Put the light in your life or else darkness will come. And listen to me. Anywhere darkness goes, there's cruelty. There's wickedness. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So when you wake up and you just say, hey, you turn on the light on that spot immediately. Open your mind and declare your covenant over it. I decree from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet uh, that I'm the healed and healthy in Christ. I curse every trace of sickness in my body. You will not stay. You will pass out of my body in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare my body will not malfunction. My body is free from the dominion of all sickness, disease, and infirmity. I rebuke every sickness and disease. You will not survive in my body. Every cell in my body is inundated with the life of God. The life of God flows through every tissue, every Every bone, every organ, from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. You open your mouth and you unleash life on yourself. You don't just keep quiet, sit down there. You know, I do some of you doing church. You will not talk. Good morning. How you doing? How far? Are you okay? You become dumb. 
I hope you are fine. I beg, I just tire. <laughs> Why will you say that? What's wrong with you? Do you understand the stake? Your children come and Satan is trying to patch on them with darkness. He said, if you don't speak life, you will not acknowledge the darkness. Mumu, goat head. See, head. No, 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 everything you do upside down. Yeah, yeah, warrior. I tell you for a moment. I know, I'm not even born this one. Oh, not be you born, man. You will not acknowledge the dark places. Open the door for cruelty to come. Then one day the child will not be baby like an animal. It's you who started it. When the devil was posting the picture, you received it. Downloaded it and you vomited it on him. Your finances is going through tough time. Instead of you to open your mouth and you begin to speak life over it. I decree I refuse to be in lack. I will not be in lack. My heavenly father owns the economy of the entire world. He created everything. He supplies all my need. Why do you think the Bible put all those things in the Bible there? For fun? It's for you. It's your covenant. He supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm a blessed. I was reading Ephesians. I've read my five chapter. But something came alive when I was reading Ephesians 1 this morning. He said, blessed be God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according as he has chosen us before the foundation in him to be holy and without blame before him in love. Is that not so? When I saw that. And on the basis of that, he predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto himself according to the good pleasure of his will, wherein he has made us acceptable before him. And I said, oh, ho, 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 ho. I have more working for me. I have more with me than can be against me. When the Syrian army came to Elijah to attack uh, the prophet, Elijah could have opened his mind and said, we don't die. I talk, I'm God at the wrong season. They don't catch me. They don't catch me. See, every, all the army don't come. Who told you it's all the army? Which one is guarding the king now? Because fear will make you exaggerate. The servant came, when he went to the watch, he said, what he saw, he ran, he said, Oga, we don't finish you. So what, he said, the whole Syrian army is here. He noticed the prophet wasn't moved. Why he was trying, you know, there are some people, they just want to create panic. Tell your neighbor, say, stop becoming an apostle of panic. That's what some of you are. You want, you want everywhere to be tense. Tension, tension. If everywhere is not hot, your, your, your blood is not cold. You know, everything, everything is bad. Ah, it's terrible, it's terrible. Ah, what is all this nonsense? The prophet wasn't moved. And he told him why. He spoke life. But like, okay. The brother said, calm down. He said, they that are with us. He won the war with his words. He said, they that are with us are what? Are more. Two things that determines what you're becoming. The inspiration you're allowed to frame your mindset and the words that you're speaking. He said, hey, calm down. They that are with us are more. That they that be against us. The guy was counting share, bed. Who did they count? Now me and you there, two or only two. Who you see? Who are the more? He, he couldn't. Then when he noticed he was panicking, he now prayed for him. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Tell your neighbor, say, may the Lord open your eyes. He said, open it that you may see. That means there are things that belong to you that you don't see. It. If you're not seeing it, because you're not seeing it. God said to Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see. He said, you've seen where I will hasten my word to perform it. Then when he spoke that, guess what he did? The same words, this man came to kill him. He came out and he looked at it, stood before the army. He already knew what to say. 
So Lord, smite them with blindness. Instantly, an entire army became blind. Except they are horses. And I said, follow me. This is the prophet with a staff in his hand. No sword, no sword. He said, follow me. The whole army followed him to a valley. When they opened their eyes, they saw the entire army of Israel surrounding them. So the king said, my father, do we kill them? He said, kill what? I told you something in the first service. God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. The, when he said, hey, Iroka has fallen. You are very, you are very, you are very infantile. You are very, you are kindergarten in your understanding. Because you think your enemy is the person. That's an agent. If the person dies, he will enter another one. He said, can you, can you kill those God has put in your hand? He said, feed them. I don't know the mind that they chop that food. Because if it's me, it will be bad for me to eat. They ate. Maybe some were hungry already. So they ate. After they finished eating, he said, tell them to go. And the Bible said they never came back. At least that era. They never came back. When you see what a big pass you, you know they go back. If it's you, will you go back? They might just talk one word, everybody blind. You want to fight that kind of person. What if he says die? Will you not die? Do people know that? No, I know they go. That's the word you're dealing with. It's, say with me, say it's not about the issues. It's about two things. The words you're speaking. The words you're speaking and the understanding behind your word. Those are the central theme in spiritual warfare. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes you may get a call from somebody very close to you and the person is telling you a story of crisis, problem. You must be very careful because once it comes, you take a stand by speaking light to the darkness. Because it is God's word that brings order to chaos. Are you hearing me? When a crisis comes, bring back order. You say, let there be light. You speak God's word, which is light. And bring back order. As far as it concerns you, you bring it back into order. That's why Christians, we don't cry. We, we don't panic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We take charge. That's why we are called overcomers. You are overcomer because you should what? Overcome. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Very good. So please keep that in mind. I needed to say that. Let's get back to what we're saying. Hallelujah. Philemon 1.6. So he said the communication of your faith may become, Philemon 1.6, may become effectual. So ask your neighbor again, is the communication of your faith effectual? Ask your neighbor, say, is the utterances of your faith effectual? Ask your neighbor, say, is the interaction of your faith effectual? What is the communication of your faith? It means the words you are speaking, the words you are proclaiming, because faith is words. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there are words you speak that are faith, and there are words you speak that are doubt and unbelief. Because they are words. At, at the simplest point, everything is simplified to words. Doubt, words. Unbelief, words. Fear, words. Because in the spirit, words has presence. And spirits recognize words. To you, what you are saying in the natural doesn't make sense. But in the spirit realm, your word has form. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. Because words, they take form in the spirit realm. So that's why the devil doesn't want you to say anything. And once you speak words, you speak light. 
Every words from the scripture and the spirit are words of light. Once you speak light, you will introduce confusion to the enemy. Bible says light shineth in darkness. What is that light? It's the word you're saying. And darkness could not understand it. Why? Because darkness does not have the intelligence to understand light. The only thing darkness does to light when light shines is to run. That's the only intelligence that darkness has. That's why when you put on light, what happens to darkness? It goes. Am I making any sense? So it said the communication of your faith may become effectual. That word effectual means to produce the desired or intended result. If the utterances of your faith is not producing the desired result, then that means something is wrong with the source behind the communication of your faith. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the Bible says, what is the key to effectual communication of faith? He tells us, okay, I still here. Philemon 1.6. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual, effective, producing its desired result or intended result by what? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So we see the power base behind effective communication of faith. What is the power base? Acknowledging every good thing which is in you in who? In Christ. So we can simplify everything that the, if the key to effective communication of faith is acknowledging every good thing that is in us in Christ. And I simplify them as the realities of our union with Christ. That's the same thing. So we can say that acknowledging every good thing which is in us in Christ is acknowledging the reality. Everybody say realities. You know the word realities also means truth. Reality means that which is true. And that which is true is Christ because Christ is truth. Is that not true? Is it not true? Jesus is truth. And the word of God is also truth. John 17, I think verse 17 says, thy word is truth. So Jesus is truth. His word is also truth. So when we talk about the realities of our union, we're talking about the truth of what Christ, who Christ is and what he has done. And I simplified it in the following order. Write this down. The good thing which is in us in Christ, are you ready for this? Refers to number one, who we are in him. Everybody say who we are in him. Say it loud. Say who I am in him. I'm not hearing everybody. Can you open your mouth? Say, who I am in Christ. That's the first thing that must come out of your mouth. If you are not speaking from who you are in Christ, the communication of your faith will not be what? Effective. I want to ask you a question. Write this down. Who and what has been telling you who you are? You know why some of you, why some of you are very lazy? Why some of you are very petty? Why some of you are very... Um, yeah, the way you are. It's because something has been telling you who you are. And unfortunately, the thing that has been telling you who you are is not what God says you are. Did you remember when God came to visit Jacob? Jacob began to fight God. I know a lot of people have preached message from that encounter. Jacob was not supposed to fight God. What was making Jacob fight the one who came to bless him? Some of us have said, Lord, except you bless me, I will not leave you. I came to bless you in the first place. Abi? Is it not true? Answer me now. I came, wh why did God come? Was it not to bless him? So must he fight him to bless him? 
Answer me now. Come on. Must you fight God to bless you? God already said, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So God says, my primary purpose of coming to you is to do what? To bless you. When God created man in the beginning, what did God say? And God blessed them. Is that not so? So God is in the business of blessing. But here is Jacob, who is one of the grandsons of Abraham, and he was part of the covenant of blessing that was given to his father Abraham. And God shows up, and he began to fight God. Say, man, no struggle. You will not leave me except you bless me. Then, then God like, okay. You, want, you are holding. Not that he can fight God, but he grabbed the angel and refused the angel to go. The angel now touched his sockets. The thing limped. Even if he was still grabbing. Then God now asked him, what is your name? What has been, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. I said, no. You've been answering a different name. That's why you're fighting me. That name you've been answering is making you fight what came to bless you. He said, your name is Israel, for you are a prince, and you have prevailed with God and man. That was when his, de his destiny had a switch. Because up till that time, he called himself Jacob, and Jacob means a trickster, why you man, con man. But when he got the revelation of who he truly is, and he called himself a prince of God, which is Israel, his destiny had a switch. The forces of heaven, if you read Genesis 32, he had, when, before that encounter happened in later in chapter 32, the Bible said God opened his eyes and he saw the host of God. The host of God were the angels that were assigned to walk with him. But those angels could not walk for him because he was calling himself what God did not call him. And so those angels, they were standing at attention. And according to what he was calling, he was a man to be killed by his brother Esau. And you are aware, Esau had mobilized about 400 men and they were coming to kill him because he said he stole his birthright. Or he obtained it by deceit. But when he understood who he was, everything about his destiny rearranged. The next day, Esau showed up. When Esau saw him, Esau began to love him. Oh, I have missed you. That was not what he had in mind before he left. When you know who you are, God will make your enemies to be at peace with you. Those who want to hurt you and harm you, the moment you operate from your base, what was intended to take you out will not assist you in destiny. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The communication of your faith will become effectual when you begin to call yourself the way God calls you. Stop calling yourself nonsense name. Say, so, you know, I'm very soft. Who told you you are soft? Where did you hear that? You know, you know my mind, they make me they cry. Look at you, 30 years, you're still talking like that. Then what will your children do? Say, no, no, they make me they fear. And this is my heart don't cut. You want your heart to cut, eh? You know what it means for your heart to cut? You don't know. You're just calling yourself what the word is calling you. Now, you're, many of you are very quick to name yourself with the famous tag, I'm an influencer. What are you influencing? I'm a celebrity. Celebrating what? Everybody's looking for shortcut to get fame. Because you want to have followership on, on platforms so that they can call you something. You don't know who you are, so you're looking for affirmation. That's why Christians today look dysfunction. They're not content because they are not used to calling themselves the way God calls them. They only do it when they come to church. They don't do it every day. Do you know you are a son of God? How many times do you say it a day? Some of you only say it once a week. 
That's why you don't walk in the reality. Because you don't call yourself that way. If you don't call yourself what God calls you, you will never see yourself the way God sees you. And if you don't do that, the power of God will not work as it should work in your life. Because the communication of faith is only effectual when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. So I asked you a question. Who and what has been calling you? You are not afraid. Say, I'm not afraid. Say, I am not fearful. Say, I'm bold as a lion. Bible said the righteous is as what? Bold as a lion. When you hear bad news, you counter it immediately. Say, not me. When you hear that, the academic say, not me in the name of Jesus. That's not my portion. Not my portion. The Bible said in 1 Timothy that we are not appointed unto wrath, but to obtaining the salvation that is in our Lord Jesus Christ. You open your mouth and you declare that. You speak who you are. I stand upon my exalted position as a son of God. I stand in the liberty wherewith Christ has made me free. And I open my mouth and decree in the name of the Lord. When you talk like that, heaven will hear. The earth will submit to you because you are speaking as a son of God. But let me tell you the problem many believers. Go to Psalm 82, everybody. Go to Psalm 82. Psalm 82. This is what's wrong with some of us. Psalm 82. Are you there? Psalm 82. I keep diverting. Oh, Spirit of God. Okay. Anything you want to do. Psalm 82. Are you there? Let's look at verse 5 to verse 7. Psalm 82. This is what happens to believers who allow situations to name them, who allow dollar change to name them. Say, my, my, my guy, time hard now. Everything just hard. Who told you that? Same thing God asked Adam is the same question. Who told you that you are naked? I didn't make you naked. Where did you get that idea from? Why are you calling your finance naked? Why are you calling your health naked? Why are you calling your family naked? Why are you calling your life naked? What's wrong with you? Why are you calling your health naked? Who told you? Psalm 82 from verse 5. Are you there? What did the Bible say? They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. What does it mean to walk in darkness? To speak words that lack light. That's darkness. Because what you walk is a function of how you talk. They walk in darkness. They open their mouth and they speak fear. They speak frustration. They speak hopelessness. Do you know the excitement behind what you do starts with what you say? Do you know that? Have you noticed why some areas you are very excited and motivated and some other areas you are not motivated? The reason is because what you're saying in that area is on point and on call. That's why you're motivated. Because your motivation find, primarily comes from what you say. If what you say about something is not correct and it's not right and it's not motivated by light, you will never flow in light. They walk in darkness. What happens? The response of the earth is out of control. Because if you speak with that light, the earth will respect you. Did you hear what I said? The earth will respect you. All the things that God has put for you by destiny will not respond to you because you are, not, you are behaving out of character. You just talk anyhow. And meanwhile, there's somebody God has arranged to meet you tomorrow. As you are going to the market, you will cross path with him. And that person has a package that has been assigned for you before. And you are supposed to meet with the person and it should change your life. You will use your mask after everything. You will be talking, I'm just tired. Why I go wake up today? You want to die? Verse 6. God speaks. He said, I have said words. Is it not words? 
What did he say? You are gods. And all of you are children of the most. Known as high as the most high. You are, so the, the children of the most high, don't, they don't talk. They talk like the one who is the most high. Go to verse 7. Let's read verse 7 together. But you shall die like men. Let's read it together. You shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. You're not created to be like men. Paul told the Corinthian church, why is there strife, division, and, and, and envy among you? He said you walk like men. Tell anybody, stop walking like men. Come on, tell, look at him and say, look at the person to face to say, stop walking like men. Say, stop thinking like men. Start, start walking as a spirit being. Glory be to God. So, the first reality that must condition your words is who you are in Christ. Number two, what he has done for you. Who and what has been telling you what you can do and cannot do? What he has done for you in Christ. What has Christ done for you? Bible says in him we have redemption. So he has redeemed me. Redeem means he has delivered me from the authority of darkness. You must know it and you must say it. The fact that, the proof that you know it is when you say it. So that when you hear a story about witchcraft or what witch did to somebody, you will not panic. You will say what God has done for you. You cannot be a victim of witchcraft because you know you have been delivered from the authority of darkness and you have been translated into the kingdom of what? Light. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? You will not hear bad news and begin to imagine it happening to you because you don't belong there. What has he done for you? Who has been telling you what God can do and God cannot do in your life? Many of us, will hear so much of the evils that are going on and we say, now wow, are we safe? How can you talk like that? You are in Christ. You are safe. God, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Jude 1 verse 1. He said we are protected, we are called and preserved in Christ. Jude 1 1. Preserved means protected from harm. Protected from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 says, God is faithful, who will continue to establish us and keep us from evil. That's what the word says. So why will you embrace evil? Evil begins with words. Number three, three realities that you must acknowledge in Christ. Number three, what he can do through you. What he can do through you. There's a lot in the world today that is trying to tell us under the guise of one motivation or the other. Your capabilities in Christ. Say amen. amen. Did you hear what I said? So let me say my capabilities in Christ. Capability is what you can do. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Everything I can do is revealed in Christ. And if you cannot see it, you can't do it. So you need to know what you can do in Christ. You also need to know what you can do by the power of the Spirit. What you can do by the power of the Spirit. These realities are what makes the communication of our faith effectual. Are you hearing me? These realities, these truths I share with you, who you are in Christ, you are a son of God. When you speak with the consciousness and the awareness of a son of God, it will change your life. Some of the things we cry over and we, we become hopeless over, it's because we don't know who we are. 
We don't know what has been done for us. We don't understand what the provision of the covenant has made in that day. And instead of asking the Holy Ghost to show you, you give in to the circumstance and you begin to behave like people who doesn't have, who doesn't even know God, has never met God once. A Christian is forbidden to murmur. Bible said, do all things, uh, Philippians 2, 30, do all things without murmuring and complaining. Do all things without murmuring and complaining. A Christian should not worry. In all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Philippians 4 says, be worried for nothing, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. These are, these are your realities. This is, this is your realm. This is your realm. This is your life. This is laying hold on eternal life because you've been called to it. This is professing a good profession. Say, hey, I don't die. Oh, what, what, what is that? What is that? What is that? You check your account and you forgot that you spent the last money. And you open your account and you see 1,250 kobo. Say now, wow. Don't say now. I say, praise God. Hallelujah. Bible said in Ephesians 5, I saw it today. Giving thanks for all things unto God. So, Lord, I thank you for this account. Praise God. You're supplying all my needs according to your riches in glory. My Christ. Let me tell you what some of you have done, what you don't get. Stinginess has so discipled you that whenever people come to you, you always behave like you don't have money. You know there are people like that. So, people will not ask them for what come I don't get to. Everything hard. You say, hard. Very, the way they will say it, eh, they will draw the hard. Hard. That's a day. So, nothing. She, she, not day. <laughs> That's a disciple of stinginess. You see, nothing, no, nothing. In fact, last time when I see money, like six months ago, they will lie on top. Just tell the person, I know I'll give you. I mean, is it not better that way? Then lie. I'm a giver. I'm proud to say it. But some of you can't say it because you like to only be collecting, collecting, collecting. You don't forget that it's more blessed to give than to be collecting. That's the kingdom psychology. Some of you will never sow. From generation, you have never sold to one person. One. Say, Pastor, you know, my, my situation is very hard. Though. Things are hard. Nigeria are hard. <laughs> That's how the dog said. Nigeria are hard. Every CC. Pastor, everything is hard. See, dollar nine and seven ten. When last did you see dollar? <laughs> Do you trade on dollar? Say, Pastor, even, 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 even further go up. Generator, you not get. Because when, when, when you are not operating with light, you will always lose, look for excuse to talk darkness. And you think you're very smart. No, you are opening yourself to realities that are not your realm. Poverty is a reality. Don't bring it into your realm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When somebody comes to you, if you have, say, I'll give you, I'll give you what I can. If you don't, say, well, what I have is planned for something, but, no, but let's believe God and I'll see what will happen. It's more honorable to speak the truth. They say, say hey, as you come, say, I believe you come yesterday and you know it's a lie. Because even if you had come and said, what of you come two days ago? Why are you lying? Just because you don't want to give money. Just tell me, say, see, I don't like you and I don't go give you. It's more honorable that way. <laughs> I don't want to give you. I don't like you. The person at least will know that he doesn't like you. So he probably will not come again. 
Then to be just be doing, ask my children, I don't know how to do like this. I will just tell you, say, if I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, sir, I'm not giving you. Say, but I say, I'm no, I'm not give you, sorry. Uh, what do I do? I don't like what you do, sorry. I'm not giving you. If I'll give you, I'll give you. Usually, I'm so perceptive in the spirit that if I want to sow into somebody, I will know by the Holy Ghost. So even before you ask me, I'll give you. But for me to sit down and not start lying because I don't want, I don't want people to know that when they are pledging, we now pledge 2,500 naira so that people will know that you don't have money. You think we'll come and ask you money for church? Lie, lie, it won't happen. Everything they do, you'll be doing thorough. thorough. No, you forget you are punishing your own destiny. It's not me. You are punishing yourself. There are a lot of big politicians that used to come to this church. Some of them left because they felt they couldn't control me. They wanted me to preach what they wanted. They wanted me to be the kind of pastor that would be at the beck and call. And I'm not like that. It's Jesus that called me. It's not you. Salary. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I will say the truth. And some of them get offended. Say, Baro, take a easy now. Take a easy. Take a easy. Take a Take what easy. I will say what God has put in my mouth to say. If you want to receive it, receive it. If you don't want to receive it, go away. And you know, many of them that left, they respect me. Go and meet them anywhere. When they talk about me, they respect me. Because I always tell you truth. It is truth that makes free. Hallelujah. That's why something my mouth can be very sharp. Okay? Say amen. amen. All right. So let, let's continue. The time is almost up. Glory be to God. Now, speaking these Christ realities is taking charge of the good fight of faith. When you speak who you are in Christ, what he's done for you, what you can do through him by the Spirit. You are taking charge of the good fight of faith. You are laying hold on eternal life. You are making the communication of your faith effectual. Whenever you are tempted to speak how you feel, say what you believe. Don't use it as an excuse not to come to church. Say what God what said. Say it. I feel pain in my body, but I'm healed by the stripe of Jesus. Okay? You feel it, but it's not that you are in. Say, I have pain. No, I don't have pain. Don't own it. You feel it. I feel headache, but I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Do you understand what I'm saying? Own your words. Don't say, I have headache. My head, they beat me like I said they beat a drum. It's you that hired them. So don't say things like that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay? Now, hear this. As we speak this Christ realities, they become what the Bible called the sword of the Spirit in our mouth. You know, they used to teach us that your sword is your Bible. Your sword is not your Bible. The sword is only when it comes out of where? Your mouth. Go to Ephesians 6, verse 17, everybody. Ephesians 6, verse 17. Hi. Sometimes you think you will go far, but anyway, we'll follow the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6, verse 17, quickly. And take the helmet of salvation, which is also words, and the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? Which is the word. So the sword of the spirit is a word. Is that also? Yeah. The Greek word for that word there is rema. Rema means something spoken. So what is the sword of the spirit? The spoken word of God. 
What is the sword of the spirit? The spoken word of God. It's not a sword until it's coming out of your mouth and it will not cut anything until you say it. The sword of the spirit is what? The spoken word of God. Say amen. amen. The sword of the spirit is the spoken word of God from our mouth. Now, I'm going to make a statement and show you one more scripture and we'll round up. Christ, our Lord, rules through the spoken word. Everything as per creation began when God spoke. Christ, our creator and master, rules by the spoken word of God. And because we are in him, we rule the same way. Say amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me show you final scripture. Go to Revelations chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. Revelations 19, verse 11 to verse 16. Let, let me show you what the Bible says about how Christ ruled. And, and when you see it in Christ, see it in you. For as he is, as he is, so are we. So if he does it, do it, because that's who you are. We are imitators of him. We are possessors of his life. We share in his life and in his power. That's why we are called heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If he rules by his word, you are to rule by your word. You will notice everything Jesus did while he was here was words. Is that not so? It was words. He just spoke and things happened. That's the way you were saved to live. Thou art called, lay hold on eternal life. For thereunto thou art called, lay hold on eternal life. For thereunto thou art called. So let's see a picture of Christ. This is a revelation of the glorified Christ. How he operates and how he rules. And I want you to take note of the description of who he is, his character, and how he operates. Are, are we ready for this? Use your imagination to, I want you to put your mind. Just try to imagine this. Revelation 19, verse 11. He said, and I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called who? Faithful and true. Say, say what we say, Jesus is faithful and true. And in righteousness he thought, judge, and what? And make war. Now, how does he make war in righteousness? How does he make war in righteousness? How does he judge in righteousness? Are you ready for this? Go to verse 12. His eyes were what? His eyes were what? Are you not grateful that you're on his side? Eh? Do you know him to fight somebody that his eyes? What this eye? His fire. Are you not grateful? You, say, I'm thank God I'm on his side. Say that. Say, thank God I am on his side. I don't want to fight against somebody that his eyes is fire. Okay? All right. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his heads were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Verse 13, everybody. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Hallelujah. Verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15, everybody. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them, with a rod of iron. 
and he treaded the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. These are those who refused the salvation that he brought. Verse 16. And he had on his vesture and on his tie a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, Revelation 1.6 says, we have been made kings and priests unto God. So, as kings and priests unto God or unto Christ, we have been called to reign with him in similar manner, which is through the spoken. Through the spoken word of God. So, you are not ruling if you are not talking. Did you hear what I said? You are not dominating if you are not talking. You are not taking charge if you are not talking. Things will not change if you are not speaking. If you are not speaking your reality, nothing will change. Stop looking for pity. What did I say? What did I say? If you are going to move things and change things, start speaking now. Stop looking for pity. It will not help you. It won't take you anywhere. Stop looking for pity and start saying. Start speaking. Start declaring. Start saying what God has said about you. And begin to move the events and the situation of your life in alignment with the will of God for your life. Don't stand and take what the word is dishing you. The reason why you are here is to be a difference. The Bible says, let your light so shine. What is your light? The words you are speaking. Let your light so shine forth before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Speak your life. Speak your light. Speak your reality and decree what the Lord has said. Let the communication of your faith be effectual by your declaration of every good thing that is in you in Christ. Rise upon your feet. Glory be to God. There's so much to teach. We'll continue next Sunday. Let's go don't forget on, on, on Wednesday, we continue our Bible study on how to handle famine. We're currently on the fourth point, which is very key and very critical. Make sure you don't miss Bible study. All right, open your mind and begin to thank God for what you've heard. Ondria Subake Kabruba Kadena Kosine Gedria Gaba Geladola. Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. You should begin to say something. You should begin to say something. You should begin. It's abnormal for you to be in a presence like this and nothing is coming out of your mouth. Pray in tongues at least. Speak in tongues. Le Katina, Ebradose, Kobo Talega. Begin to say something. Ke Kabrube Sokele. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.